0: and welcome to the Soul Anchor Podcast, where together we'll discover how to stay anchored in a storm and how to thrive. I've invited some friends that I deeply admire and whose authentic stories will encourage you to embrace hope when the waves crash. These are friends who have navigated some fairly deep waters of unthinkable circumstances and they've arrived back on shore, resilient and strong. I'm your host, Cynthia Cavanaugh, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Soul Anchor Podcast. I know I've been away for a few weeks and I'm back. My husband had um, surgery, and so I needed to take a little time off, but I am back this week with some anchor thoughts for you and some really exciting news that I'll share at the end, but I wanted to talk a little bit today about guarding our legacy, You know, taking steps to have an intentional legacy, and I know that if you're a bit younger, and I remember when I was younger, I wasn't even thinking about that. And so I would just want to share a little bit about that because I think no matter what age we are, we need to think about what are we doing day in and day out to make sure that we are leaving an intentional legacy and that we are remaining steadfast and faithful as we have walk with Christ, have our have our time with God and just the decisions we're making day in and day out. And so this last week, I can remember, I was just getting up in the morning and I was checking my email and a friend texted me and I just couldn't even believe what I was reading. She led me to a link and immediately when I was reading, I just, tears began to cloud my eyes and I almost had to stop and just take a breath because there was some disturbing news making rounds on the internet of another well-known spiritual leader forced to step away from their ministry because they had lost their way. And it's not so important to talk about. It's already been in the news. And I just, I want to focus on some things about our legacy. And because as I begin to calculate the impact of this news and its domino effects on just not on the family and the friends, but also on the greater body of Christ And most importantly, the impact of this person's own relationship with God. And of course, you know, when we read things like this, you know, we don't know all the details, we just know what's being reported. And so I always try to be cautious myself knowing and just, just stopping to pray and entrusting what's going on to God that he knows, he knows the hearts, he knows the deep down what's going on inside. And, and unfortunately, all of us, All of us are capable of anything and but because this person is well known of course it gets out into the news and so i was reminded of my own word for this year in 2022 steadfast which means firmly fixed in place and immovable so i have to ask myself Am I remaining steadfast or how can I remain steadfast? How can you remain steadfast, immovable and unwavering to guard our godly legacy, both personally and as an influencer? Why does it happen? What happens when we kind of veer off the path a little bit and how can it be prevented? And so, you know, as I started to reflect on this, and I think sometimes When we hear these kinds of things, when people that we admire and respect, and maybe sometimes we put too high on a pedestal when things happen, then we take stock of our own life and we start to think about, well, what's to say that this could not happen to me or that I could not make? I, I might make some wrong choices that would have some devastating impacts for those in my life and sphere of influence. So I had a few ideas that came to mind that I just thought I would share with you today as we talk about some anchor thoughts today in particular. And so the first thing I thought about is that if I want to prevent or guard my legacy, I want to remain steadfast in integrity and truth instead of taking character shortcuts. You know, as we gain more experience and influence, and this is a huge temptation as you get older and you have more knowledge and you know more, you're educated more about things. The danger and temptation are to cut corners in our character. And Proverbs 4.23, which is a very familiar verse, says, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put a guard around your heart like a sentry. And that's how I interpret it, is to put a guard around my heart like a sentry because it says keep your heart with all vigilance so what does it mean to put a guard around my heart like a sentry like a like an armed guard so to speak is i need that sentry i need that guard to filter out any deception lies and actions that just might lead me down the path to making devastating mistakes and I need to invite the Holy Spirit to stand watch to keep my heart so that I'm listening to him, that I'm obeying him, and I'm standing firm. And so when I talk about here, you know, putting a guard around your heart to filter out any deception, lies, and actions that might lead us down to the path of making de- devastating mistakes. And I really, I really believe that the culmination of one devastating mistake is a collection of lots of little compromises in our lives and where then we wake up and we think well this is not going to be not so bad because we haven't calculated the cost of all those little tiny decisions that we've made and which I would refer to as character shortcuts you know just thinking to ourselves oh well this is not going to hurt this just once who's going to know, who's going to see this. I'm just going to do this once, but you know, there's real danger in that. And as we get older and as, or as we have more information about things, it's much easier to do that. And so that's the first thing that I thought of is that to remain steadfast in integrity and truth, instead of taking character shortcuts to make sure that I'm stepping back and examining my heart and keeping my heart soft and pure before God and asking him, is there any deception lurking in my heart? And there's been many, many times, you know, like even today, I think I had a warning in my spirit when I was talking to someone about not sharing something. And you know what, I didn't pass the test. And I had to confess afterwards to myself after I got off the conversation and thought, you know, I should not have gone there. And, and I, and So if I would have just let that go, I mean, and sometimes I probably do, but if we let those things go, make those little compromises, those are shortcuts in keeping our character and integrity and truth. The second thing, that idea that came to mind when I was reflecting was to stay in the space of humility and cast down any prideful thoughts that seek to take up residence in my heart. You know, we don't have to look very far to know how God feels about pride. He disdains pride. And scripture is very, very clear about how much God hates pride. I think it even says it's an abomination using that old word, which is really uh, full of just disdain and hate. God hates pride. That's what he says. So, and how do we stay in the space of humility? When pride seeks to warm its way into my soul, I think of this quote from a speaker, an author that I've had privilege to meet several years ago, Jill Briscoe, and she would say, learn to be little so God can be big in your life. And Psalm 5117 is also a good reminder because it says, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise So God looks at our heart, he looks at it, whether we're soft, whether we are looking to stay in that space of humility with what we're saying, are we talking about ourselves too much? Or are we wanting to get the credit for things that other people have done? And all those kinds of little instances that can creep in and can crowd out us staying in the space of humility. So when I'm tempted to be prideful, this is what comes to mind is this quote is that, that God help me to learn to be little so you can be big in my, in your eyes. So you can be big in your life, rather learn to be little so God can be big in your life. And you know, that doesn't mean that we walk around with false humility because false humility is actually a form of pride in itself. I mean, God wants us to be confident in who he's made us to be and the calling that he's given us. And I think we know the difference, but staying in that space of humility means that we recognize that we can't do things by ourselves, that we give God the credit for what he's done in our life. And we also give credit that's due to other people. And we embrace a community with other people and knowing that we never really accomplish anything much At all, all by ourselves. So, the third thing that came to mind when I was thinking about how do I guard my legacy is to pray and rely on more prayer instead of relying on performance to achieve goals and dreams. So, what do I mean by that? Pray and rely on more prayer instead of relying on performance to achieve goals and dreams. You know, it's so, so easy to get caught up in more doing than being. And the cultural messages all around us scream about, you know, the importance of reaching our dreams. And I'm all for that. I'm all about helping women in particular flourish and figure out what their calling is and trusting in the calling that God's given them. And, but we get that message a lot, right? We get that message about reaching our dreams and taking these urgent steps to make it happen. And I don't suggest either that we sit around waiting for our plans to materialize because yes we must be diligent we have to take steps of faith in the direction that we feel that god is leading us when he's given us a vision or a dream or an impression that this is what he wants us to do however the temptation at times is to push harder because we think it's not going to happen unless these tasks are done But when more of our efforts are spent on striving than prayer, our dreams become unbalanced. Now, let me say that again. When more of our efforts are spent on striving than prayer, our dreams become unbalanced. And I have this sign above my desk in our little loft area that says the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Psalms 138. You know, God is the giver of our dreams and the conduit to which they become a reality. And so a reality. And so what I've learned and what I'm still learning is that I need to pray more than I rely on my own performance. If I'm going to guard being intentional about the future and, and what kind of legacy and influence that God is going to allow me to have. And then I need to pray more. And I was just really impressed upon this or convicted of it, I should say, about a month ago, because lots of things have come to fruition in the last several months. Um, My new book, The Godly Kings of Judah, Faithful Living for Lasting Influence is releasing actually next week, April 5th, which I'm so excited about. And there's a lot of Things that need to happen to promote it and also to get the message out. And the publisher is working hard and I'm partnering with them to make those things happen. But I realized that I was getting working myself up into a, a froth, so to speak. You know, if you have one of those milk frothers for a latte, you watch the milk just go into a frenzy and you have this beautiful foam. Well, I was working myself up into a frenzy, thinking and striving, really, when I just stopped, it was like, God said, well, why don't you pray about this? And I thought, it's so obvious. I need to make a list, and I need to make a list about these things that I need to pray about in relation to what is being asked of me. And you know what? I sat down and I made a list and I just started praying over it because I was feeling really overwhelmed with everything that was going on anyway. And I just made this list and I started praying about it every day. And you know what? It just not only did peace happen, but God opened doors and he brought people to help and it just all worked out. And that big, overwhelming feelings and thinkings, feelings and thoughts, rather, feelings and thinkings, feelings and thoughts about what was going on, and that my need to strive just kind of melted away. And so when I get myself worked up into that froth, you know, (laughs) I just remember what God whispered to me a little while ago that I just really need to keep praying about it and just releasing it to him and doing my part and putting one foot in front of the other and he was going to make it happen because it is his message. This was his calling on my life. And he's the one that made this all happen. And so I should trust him in the process of getting it out to the world as well. So there's some thoughts I just had about, you know, ways to seek to guard our legacy and, and just to remain steadfast in integrity and truth. Don't take shortcuts, stay in that space of humility, you know, Be diligent to cast down any immediate prideful thoughts that seek to take up residence in our hearts and then pray and rely on prayer more than relying on my performance to achieve the goals and dreams that God has given me. You know, the reason that we want to seek to guard our legacy is because it matters. It matters not just for us, but it matters for our families. It matters for our friends and those we are privileged to serve. And more importantly, it really matters to God. And, you know, just because of what we've been hearing, you know, over the years, and we have followed certain leaders that have, you know, veered off the path a little bit and really made some mistakes, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean that, that they don't have a legacy, right? And that's the same for us it doesn't mean that we're not going to have a legacy. All of us, we're humans. We make mistakes. It doesn't make it right. But I think, you know, what God looks at more than anything, he looks at our desire and our hearts to be faithful. I'm not excusing sin on any level for myself or anything else, but I know that I'm only responsible for me and I've made plenty of mistakes and I'm sure that there's pieces of my legacy that are marred but it's the bigger picture of what i'm hoping and praying that that my life my influence here on my family and my children my grandchildren will be that they will see that even though i have made errors and mistakes that my heart is soft towards god i want to be repentant i want to be obedient so that i leave the legacy of of having a life that follows Christ. And so that just kind of leads me into, I want to talk a little bit about what's going to happen next week with the release of my book, The Godly Kings of Judah, Faithful Living for Lasting Influence. Because more than ever, I just have just, God's given me just a greater understanding of this. Because honestly, when I was writing this study and course, chose the eight godly kings of Judah. I won't go into all the background and the history of it all, but there was eight godly kings uh, that ruled the nation of Judah. And there were between Israel and Judah, there was 39 kings and only eight God said, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Now, even from those eight, there was only barely a handful that really You would read about their life and say that they followed God faithfully all the way to the end. There were some pretty big errors on a part of a few of those godly kings that marred part of their legacy. But the one thing that impressed upon me so much as I was studying and preparing to write this Bible study was God's unfathomable faithfulness and forgiveness and mercy And even so, when I was reading and studying, I'm thinking, why did God say that? Why would he say he did what was right in his eyes when he messed up? But that is the character of God. That is the character of God and his love and his heart for us in that. And I just, I loved seeing that grace in there. And it just made me appreciate and love God even more And know that even if I mess up, even if I mess up intentionally and I repent, that God's mercy is not too short to reach and cover all of my sin. And so I I just, I'm I'm really excited about this this Bible study and releasing it out into the world because I think it has such a strong message for us on what it means to remain steadfast and to remain faithful And to remain faithful and recover even from when we make mistakes and so uh, next week it comes out april 5th Um, i'm so excited for it to come out and so i wanted to let you know about what i'm doing as a kind of a celebration to get it out there i'm going to do an eight-day challenge we're calling it faithful living for lasting influence which is the tag of the bible study It's going to be eight days. It's going to be a chance for you to get a taste of what this Bible study is about. So every single day in your inbox, you will receive um, an email that will have a faith bite, which will be what we call a faith bite, which I'll explain in a minute what I mean by that a faith bite which is a a portion of the Bible study in a devotional form, um, a faith prayer, something you can pray immediately for that day, and then a faith challenge, which will be an action step that will relate to what we're talking about. The Bible study is laid out with seven pillars, which are like the common threads that I found that these eight kings practiced, or some of them, if not all of them for some, Uh, practice to be able to remain faithful and steadfast and so we'll be covering each of those seven pillars one for every single day one day will be an intro and then the rest of the seven days. So you'll get a faith challenge for that. And I'm really excited about that because you know I saw some people have a really tough time thinking about studying the Old Testament my myself included at times, and so this is a chance to kind of dive in and see. Is this something you want to um, look at as studying the godly kings of Judah? And if not, it's, it's okay. I just would love for to have you along for the ride and just to be able to um, encourage to get the word out about this um, new Bible study that I just so feel so honored and privileged um, to have this published through Moody Publishers. And so I'm going to leave in the show notes uh, the link for you to sign up. And the one of the fun things we're going to have, gonna have some guests during the eight days or do a Facebook live every day in a private Facebook group. We'll also have some giveaways, but the first giveaway, which I'm really excited about, is we are going to uh gonna give away first a signed copy of the book, and then I'm gonna send to your home a box of crumble cookies. And you say, well, why cookies? Well, when we think about digging into the Old Testament, it's like you have to try it one bite at a time and to realize it's goodness. It's overwhelming. Like we wouldn't cram that whole big, huge cookie in our life, in our, in our mouth, right? Just, it would be really, really tough to just cram a whole big, huge, if you can think of the biggest cookies and crumble cookies, they're, they're pretty big and Full of lots of goodness, but we're going to tackle the Old Testament one bite at a time. So, the sign up for that will be in the show notes. You just fill that out and then you will receive an email every day starting next Monday, April 4th, and be a part of the challenge and help me to get the word out. I'd love to have you be a part of that. And so, I just like to close today in praying for you. And as you hear rumors and thoughts about, you know, People on the internet and leaders that have, you know, veered off the path a little bit. I hope that you will stop and pray for them and pray for their families and pray that God will do a work in the lives and the hearts of those that um, are involved and also in those that are watching. And, uh, you know, all of us that are witnesses to it, that God would use this to help remind us of how easy it is for us to make some wrong choices at times, but God's mercy is bigger than that. And so God, I just thank you so much for the importance of leaving an intentional prayerful legacy. And I just, we just pray, I pray for each one of us, God, that you would help us to keep our hearts pure, that you would help us to remain steadfast in integrity and truth instead of taking character shortcuts. And God, I pray that you would help us to stay in that space of humility and cast down any prideful thoughts that might want to take up residence in our heart. And then God, I just pray as well that you would help us to continue to pray and rely on prayer more than on our own performance and our own striving. And so, God, we pray for um, these these leader, God, this last week, the last few weeks that we've heard about in the news, we pray, God, for the situation surrounding, we pray, God, that you would be God in this situation and give wisdom to all that are involved, God, and help us to be careful not to judge, help us to be careful to to know God, to, to know our own hearts, Lord, before you, and to be responsible for our own hearts and our own decisions. So we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are a God of mercy and justice and faithfulness. And I just pray that you would encourage us and help us to be able to remain faithful. Amen. All right. Well, I will see you again next week. Next week, we'll have kind of a special anchor thoughts because it'll be the release of the book might do some giveaways. I would love to do that. I'd love to gift you a copy. And so I just pray that you have a really awesome week. And remember, God is with you. And all we have to do is reach out and call out his name and he will be right there to help us remain steadfast and have hearts of integrity. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Soul Anchor podcast. Grab a friend and join our community at thesoulanchor.com. You'll receive resources from time to time to help you through your personal storm. If you've been encouraged today, would you please consider leaving a review, subscribing, or sharing this podcast? I would ever be so grateful. Until next time, remember, you're not alone, God is for you, and you will get through this.